Hi, I'm Jen Storer and you're listening to the Girl and Duck podcast, creative writing, creative life. Oh, I'm having a really lovely stovetop coffee that himself made for him made for me. I am um, I'm quite inept when it comes to things like making coffee and stuff. And uh, the only coffee I make is, is benchtop coffee, which is basically Makona out of the jar. But uh, when I when the stovetop coffee comes my way, I'm always very grateful. And it's a great mystery how it how it comes about. But there you go. As usual, I thought of a few things that I wanted to talk about in today's podcast, and then. As soon as I pressed play, my head went empty. I do know that I was going to just chat because I don't have a lot of useful things to say today. (laughs) It being Monday and it being the day after a very hot day. um, You know, in the scheme of an Australian summer, I suppose 36 is not, you know, it's not that terrifying, but... um, I don't know, we've got out of the swing of uh, really hot summers here in in, uh, my little neck of the woods. So a random hot day like that sort of knocks knocks the wind out of our sails. And I feel like today I've got a bit of a hangover. Today is nice and cool and a bit windy. So um, I'm I'm kind of like flip-flopping in terms of what to do, what I need to do and uh, what I actually feel like doing. So I just thought, I'll talk to you and bore you. <laughs> now, let me, let me think. All right, creative process. I've been thinking about creative process a little bit. And if you follow my newsletter, you will know that um, this year is my year of acrylics. Um, I, I, it suddenly hit me. It only took 20 years. It suddenly hit me that um, I have been spending too much time playing with too many different mediums and flip-flopping between between them all. Um, oh, door just blew open. That's weird. Sorry about that bang. Um, I thought it might have been one of the cats. Yeah, so flip-flopping between too many mediums and, you know, uh, and that's one of the joys of mixed media, of course, is that you play with everything, pencils, pastels, collage, paint, you name it, we play with it and create stuff with it. And it's very, very satisfying. However, after 20 years of doing that, I realized that perhaps I should focus on one medium and try to, um, you know, mar- not master, but you know what I'm saying, get better at it. Okay. So really get to understand it. It's that 10,000 hours thing, I suppose. Um, And so I decided that 2024 would be my year of acrylics. So I have been painting, 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 painting. The other thing that I've done is limited my palette. So instead of running to the art shop, which I do a lot, but, you know, instead of running to the art shop every other day and buying new colours, you know, to experiment with and mix and play with, I've tried to keep it pretty, pretty limited for me, just so that I don't keep getting distracted. Um, And also, also what I'm learning and teaching myself too is, 
how much I can create with a limited palette, like how many different colours I can make. So I've made sure I've got the primaries and a few other things in there um, and a few fluoros because I kind of like fluoros. I like, I like mixing them. You know, they do things. <laughs> they do things to other colours. So, so yeah, so I've probably got about, I've probably got about 10 or 12 colours in, in the little tub, but they're all pretty, pretty basic. So, so that's what I'm doing. And then I decided that um, to take it one step further and I'm actually painting 100 coffee cups. That's my thing. 100 coffee coffee cups um, and I've only got 94 to go <laughs> so and it takes me it takes me hours actually to do I, I I can manage usually you know if I've got full focus I can manage two a day um, by the time I and so because what it is I, I make a lot of it is it's a color study for me you know, it's a colour study. So I'm playing with palettes and seeing what works and what doesn't work and what I like and what I don't like and so painting over it again. And and so it's quite time consuming, uh, but it's just really nice every time I sit down, I, I don't have to think about what I'm going to paint. And the other thing, of course, is that the more I paint the coffee cup, the better I get at it because I'm learning about brush strokes, I'm learning confidence, I'm learning how the paint operates, I'm learning how the paint works on certain days in certain climates, you know, depending on the weather, depending on the light, what I see, um, you know, how it dries, how it needs rejigging, um, and, and watching myself if I get stuck in a rut with, you know, painting the coffee cup in exactly the same way every time, um, where, where I can tweak that, but staying within that, that world so just a coffee cup um, so it all sounds a bit weird but I'm really really enjoying it and it's really helping me to um, up my skills in terms of all the things handling the paint and um, and handling colors and color palettes and developing color palettes as well and surprising myself so for instance I pushed myself out of my comfort zone the other day and I painted uh, I wrote a blog post years ago about how I hate purple and people got offended but I didn't mean to offend anybody I mean if you like purple you hold on to that <laughs> like it's not got nothing to do with me personally I don't like purple it just doesn't doesn't work for me and yet you know I see people use purple and wear purple in really creative ways and especially in the witchy world and then you know it's really really big um, and uh, you know I don't look at people and go oh yuck she's in purple just me personally can't can't sort of make it work um, so I pushed myself to paint with to make some purple and not only that, but I also combined it with a sort of a, a pale green. Now, this is really interesting because being a mad gardener and a cottage gardener, I have a lot of mauve and green in the garden, like lavender everywhere, you know, butterfly bushes, sage, um, salvia, all these things um, in those hues and even pansies, you know, I love that in the garden, but in a palette, um, in a paint palette, it's never, ever, ever, ever been my go-to. So, uh, 
so I decided to have a crack at painting in purple and this pale green. Now the other thing too, there's a deep psychological thing there for me too because I went through quite a, quite a serious depression many, many years ago and I had, <laughs> I had a, um, a purple and green dress at the time and there's a link in my brain seriously there's a link in my brain that always balks at a purple and green outfit like don't put it near me because it just it, re, it reminds me of that time when I was so so low um, so and those of you who have ever suffered from depression will know that those weird associations get formed in your brain when you go through something like that so the purple and mauve dress thing you know oh god even thinking of it now makes me feel sick but I pushed myself through the pain barrier <laughs> and I ended up creating a really beautiful aubergine color I'm growing eggplants at the moment so they're really inspiring me so so you know this sort of purpley brown color um, that was it's really lush and beautiful and I, I painted the coffee cup on the background of this sort of sea green sort of mushed up color and I really like it and I'm really proud of myself um, and, and also you know now I know how to mix a purple that I'm happy with and that I'm comfortable with and then I'll keep using in my you know little body of work and I'll keep doing coffee cups in various various shades of that sort of aubergine purpley eggplanty color and um, maybe even get you know into some more brighter purples as I move along so that was a breakthrough for me and um, and again it's all about you know putting boundaries around your creativity putting boundaries around your creativity is so important and reaching a reaching a, a time when you're ready to do that too because I don't think that you should put boundaries around your creativity in the first few years of you know coming out of the creative sort of out of a creative slump or you know rediscovering your creative creative um, impulses after many many years or whatever phase you're at in your life um, you know you're not going to sit down straight away and go okay these are the limits I'm placing around myself not when you're in that experimental phase and you're still learning and you're still discovering what you like and I, I have been saying this to writers for years and years and years we come to creative writing with a idea of how we want to write and what we want to write but what actually falls out of our pen is often completely different and it can take a few years of um, you know knocking around in the writing world to figure out uh, where your talents lie and uh, where, where where your voice is and what kind of voice you actually have you know um, that's experimentation and you can't really experiment with really really strict boundaries um, I don't think not at first I think you really have to you have to range far and wide so you know have a crack at writing poetry write some junior fiction write some crime write a thriller write romance you know um, whatever you kind of feel drawn to have a crack at it for those first few years until the thing that really is your strength starts to reveal itself and that's been exactly the same for me with 
with um, visual arts as well, giving myself that time. You know, it has been about 20 years of um, playing with um, mixed media, you know, doing life drawing classes, learning to draw um, rectangles and cones and cylinders <laughs> till the cows come home, you know, and then, you know, learning to draw outside and all those things. Um, and then starting to bring it, piece it all together and think, okay, you know, learning to play in the world of illustration and experimenting there and sort of developing a little style there, but, you know, eventually deciding it's probably not, it's not going to be where I want to, you know, lay my hat. Um, for me, just art is more, more um, it's more, it's freer. Um, after the restrictions of decades of writing, um, I think it's just nice to just make art and know that, you know, when that painting's done, it's done. Um, I don't have to do another 32 pages of the same thing. Um, you know, illustration is um, has a lot of demands. So that's just what, but that's just what I'm thinking today, you know, could change my mind tomorrow and that's fine. But uh, one thing I won't change my mind on is my 100 coffee cups goal and my acrylics um, and my acrylics commitment because um, it's, that's what it's all about. And this is what comes back to doing the work. <laughs> you know, we've talked about this for years in Girl on Duck, doing the work um, and doing the work is about living and breathing the work and figuring out what works for you and what doesn't and what works at a certain time in your uh, development and what doesn't. Uh, these are all the demands that a creative life places on you and these are the questions that you play with. Um, and also, you know, I think as you get older and wiser, you, you get more uh, wily about whose advice you take. So, you know, don't take mine. <laughs> Just take your own, you know, um, whose advice you take um, and where that advice is coming from. You know, I, I watched a YouTube video yesterday because yesterday I was just like on the couch most of the day because it was so hot and I was a bit slammed because we'd had a really late night from a, a, a party the night before. Not that I drink at all, but, you know, like I had a late night. So, you know, I'm a lady. <laughs> late nights knock me around. So anyway, yesterday I spent most of the time uh, just on the couch until it was cool enough for me to venture outside and I watched YouTube videos and I came across this channel uh, I won't say what it was but it was a great channel um, uh, and it was very really professional like I learned so much watching this channel um, I might talk about it later but uh, one thing I did learn also from that channel was how earnest they were so it was an art channel and you know because they they were talking to me I'm not the audience that they were talking to um, they were talking to gung-ho uh, young I use that in inverted commas young artists who really really want to you know rise to the top and they want to play in the big league and so they have different guidelines and different um, a different approach to their work um, and you know they're not they're not only looking at technique and productivity for want of a better word they're looking at the whole game of contemporary art and the art world um whereas and so you know at my age sort of looking at that thinking oh okay 
I don't need to take any of this advice because that's not the game that I'm playing anymore. And it often reminds me of, there's a thing, uh, it's been credited to Jung, but I honestly can't find it anywhere in Jung's writings. But anyway, uh, I, I don't think it is. I think it's just one of those internet things. But I don't know if you've seen that thing where they um, they divide, you can divide people's lives up into stages. And so, you know, there, there's the athlete stage, which... And again, this is super, super rough. So the athlete stage would be, you know, like your 20s and 30s maybe, um, or, you know, even late teens to your early 30s. The athlete phase is where the human is very trans, uh, transfixed or mesmerised by their body and everything about their body, decorating their body, exercising their body, comparing their body, um, pushing boundaries in terms of their body. They're very, very body focused. That's the athlete phase. How they look is everything. And then, um, and how they sort of, you know, their fitness levels and all that. And we can see that's become super, super obsessive in the last 20 years. And then after the athlete phase, um, we tr transition into the warrior phase. And the warrior phase is the phase where we're building a career, where for some of us having families, where we're nesting, we're building a home, we're competing in the marketplace. You know, so, and so everything, all our energy and all our imagin imagination, our creativity is sort of funneled into that we have to fight for what we want. You know, it's very, very, um, it's a, yeah, it's really out in the battlefield of life, um, trying to make a living and trying to forge ahead, whatever, you know, whatever that means. So when I was watching these videos, these art videos and the advice they were giving, I was thinking, okay, they're speaking to people in the warrior phase and, you know, I'm not in the warrior phase anymore. Um, and so after the warrior phase comes, I think it's the statement phase uh, where you are, you've sort of got to the stage where you just, you're making a statement with your life and you're actually in, in lots of ways helping others. So you're, you're, um, you're more of a way shower and a guide and a light. Uh, having gone through the other phases and and they've all that's all sort of fallen away and now you're sort of in this phase of making a statement with your life and a statement with your learning um, a sort of a legacy I guess um, that phase and then after the statement phase the final phase I think so don't quote me on this all right because I'm just I'm just crapping on here but I think the next stage it was the spiritual phase uh, and, and you, see, you can see the spiritual phase coming out and in lots of people. And it doesn't, you know, this is, this is not hard and fast. This is not a rule. It's just an interesting framework to look at people. And I find it's actually, um, it actually helps with, you know, the ego's obsession with judging, judging other people, judging them for where they're at and, um, and they're not measuring up. But, you know, you can, if you, if you look at, you know, say say you're looking at a bunch of twenty somethings and you're just sort of rolling your eyes at their at their silly what you see as an older person, their silly behaviour. Well, you don't have to be so harsh, you know, you can look at them and think, Well, these kids are in their athlete phase, so what else can they be doing? <laughs> but 
running to the gym and and um, trying on clothes and seeing you know how they look and um, trying on different personalities as well and seeing how they look and work. Um, they're in that athlete phase, so it's it's a sort of can give you a. a a forgiving kind of framework to use when you're looking at other people um uh yeah anyway so so that's all I wanted to say about that so yeah so I was able to see that the advice that they because there was a part of me that was getting really tense thinking oh god I've got to do all this stuff if I want to do more art I've got to you know I've got to network and blah blah and think no you know what 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 the fuck are you talking about Jen you you just want to paint 100 coffee cups like let's strip it back you just want to understand acrylics you would just want to work with them um with with some confidence and see what you can create the 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 other stuff is um that's targeted at people who are way more gung-ho and got way more bigger goals than you have so throw that away dismiss that advice anyway um so that's happening now what else have I got to say? Writers group. Uh, I, I, I started a writers group. I know I've told you about this before and that was inspired by a conversation we had in the duck pond when I finally, the penny dropped for me, that you that all writers groups are not critique groups. There's a difference. Um, and so I went out and uh, contacted a few people locally and we had our first get together last week where we just got together to decide how it's all going to work and what time suited the six of us and we were really lucky that we hit on a time that suited all of us I I thought it might have ended up being really difficult but it was quite easy to get this at one time because we're all at different stages of our lives some of the women have um, kids um, you know some of them have uh, fairly demanding careers so but it all worked out so we are going to be meeting every Wednesday and our first Wednesday is this week so I'm really excited and again you know it sort of comes back to we went we did a round table and discussed what we're all working on or what we all want to work on and where we're at with the projects that we want to work on Um, and that was so therapeutic to be able to give voice to that and again this comes back to this thing about putting boundaries around your creativity because it helped me you know when I'm put on the spot like that it's like okay Jen what are you going to work on in writers group this year you know what, what are you going to what are you going to work on and um it just felt wrong to say, well, I'll work on what I, whatever I feel like working on on the day, which is kind of how I've been rolling for the last couple of years, you know, multiple projects, flip-flopping between them and that sort of thing. So I decided that I, I actually decided, counter to my own, own advice, that I would work on the hardest project. Often I say to people, if you can't decide what to work on, work on the easiest project and bring it to a close. But I've got a hard project that scares me and has been scaring me for way too long. So I've decided that's going to be the piece that the book that I'll work on this year with Writers Group and and, uh, hopefully that accountability that Writers Group brings to me uh, will help me find find the energy to to, um, finish this story that's been I've been carrying around with me for so so many years so that's really good to put some boundaries around um, what I'm working on knowing that 
you know, the easy ones that I can play with them. You know, there's no rules here. I can still play with them if I get the urge outside of the other thing which I'm committing to. So it's like the year of acrylics and the year of the middle grade novel that's been haunting me. So, so yeah, so already, even though I haven't officially had writer's group, already writer's group is helping me because it's helping it helped me give voice to what I what I want to do and and we had a beautiful discussion around honoring the story you know at that some point in the story um, in the creation of a story you need to um, make a commitment to it and honor it by bringing it you know bring it in let's land this baby <laughs> Um, so that's part of honoring the story, the story that has, um, that you've sort of been gifted with and, uh, and seeing where it, where it goes. So, so that's happening. So I hope that there's been something useful in this little, um, prattle for you. Oh, it's quite a long one. I just picked up my phone. 24, 25 minutes. God, that's ages. It must be the stovetop coffee that's, um given me <laughs> given me given voice to what's going on through my brain at the moment um so I'm actually going to go now and paint a coffee cup true I am um I'm not sure what what colors I'll work with today I'll figure that out once I sit down in front of my little um trolley of paints but uh, that'll be really nice to work on that. Stay out of the builder's way. The studio is um, coming together in leaps and bounds. So um, uh, that's really exciting as well. And I can't wait to get in there, of course, and stop painting at the dining room table. All right, my love, I hope you have a beautiful creative week wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Um, stay, stay safe stay happy and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now. If you want more ducky goodness pop over to the website girlandduck.com or you can find me on Instagram at Jen E Storer. That's J-E-N-E-S-T-O-R-E-R. -E